Get Valiant 2 right now. The got, big 201. It got big and it got bigger. And we're uh, in 2022. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Happy New Year's. Anyone listening to this, you know, and we're, we're definitely hoping for a big year from Valiant. Hoping for the year of Valiant 2022, kind of like the rebirth, the remix of it. And, um, you know, launching out from there and, you know, starting fresh with some things and some phrase, some stuff, you know, just digging in deeper. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to, happy to be a Valiant fan right now and be talking Valiant right now. Exactly. It looks like there's a lot of cool stuff on the horizon, you know, so we're going to, you know, we're going to start, you know, I, don't, I can't remember what we decided to start with though. If we're going to well, go with the good I or the think, bad. I think we're going to start off with the bad because we got to give knowledge, um, you know, and, a person that we've all appreciated was their art. And uh, we want to definitely uh, couldn't go without saying, you know, rest in peace to Ryan Bodenheim, artist, cover artist. Um, I believe Ryan did some interior here and there, not a whole lot, but definitely some awesome covers, Ryan Bodenheim. Yeah, he, he passed away uh, just before Christmas. And then the news didn't come out until a couple of days after. And, uh, you know, I was telling John, I was telling Hoosier, uh, I was like, it was just really jaw-dropping, you know, like to hear the news of this, you know, because it just kind of came out of nowhere. And, you know, I'm such a fan of, like, his style. He's got such a great, clean style. If you look at some of these covers that he's done, and we have them up here on display, but also if you're a value fan, you probably own a few of them. That's usually um, up on my wall. I have that one up on my wall. I have another one of his. Is that the, right, right annual, is that the Bloodshot Annual? That's the annual, and then I have a um, a Bloodshot Reborn. Um, God, what was it? Oh, I forget which one it was. I, I don't remember what number it is, but a couple of uh, you know eleven by eighteens that I was sent out by from Ryan. So yeah, I think I've got a couple prints, and they're not displayed. They're just in my little print book. Um, but he had just such a great style. And he seemed like such a good guy. You know, uh, my only story about having anything to do with him is that. Um, a friend of ours who used to watch the, the podcast and listen to it, our friend Tor, who I don't think he is around and stuff anymore, he's got one of the Salvation covers tattooed on his leg, the one of Issue 7. Uh, with, speak of the Devil. Yeah, right there with Bloodshot, his eyes bleeding, and it's got the... And that was the blackout thing. issue, too. That was the one yeah. where Jeff Lemire did nothing but black ink. Yeah, so like I think, so like he was trying to sell this page for a while. Ryan was, and we were like, oh, we know the guy who's got this tattoo. Like, we're trying to make it work, you know. And and sadly, that's the only interaction I ever had with Ryan. He seemed like a great guy. Uh, he definitely was very, very talented. Um, his style of art is just my favorite because I'm a big fan of Jeff Darrow and guys like that. And and if you look at his art, it's just so busy and clean. There's a lot to it. I do think like, I feel like he filled in and I think it might've been for, for Juan Jose Rip one time because, but I do think their artwork very similar within that rendered quality. Yeah. And it's just like, it's so detailed. Um, I just, I dig his, you know, Ryan's art, you know, like you were saying Darrow, which is also like a Nicholas Patara. Like it's just, it was gorgeous art. Yeah. I was looking at some of these pages for like, or from these, some of these covers from 4001. I was just like, man, how long did it just take him to do that? Like, I mean, there's rivets <laughs> that he like has, like, you know, with his R. There's so many like intricate lines and pieces to the machinery and hoses and all of this. And it's like you just have to wonder like what he thought of like after like hour seven of just like drawing like rivets, you know, right. or something like that, and just being like, oh man, like how much do you hate life? But I mean, he was just a, a master artist and. uh you know, it's a shame. I mean, I, you know, if you yeah. want to, if you want to get like one last kind of taste of his work, Bad Idea did do one digital book. They released it. I want to say earlier this week. Yeah. It was for a story called Spark that he was doing the interior art on. With Rob Venditti. Yeah. Yeah. With a, a, yeah, Venditti, another uh, classic writer. So give that book a check out. You know, I mean, his art was just amazing. I, you know, and, it, and it's just a, a damn shame that, you know, whatever happened to him happened, you know, because I feel like, you know, we're, we're definitely robbed of something, you yeah. know, he's just immensely talented. I don't know 
I know at one time that uh, Ryan Bodenheim was um, publisher Frank Pierce's son-in-law. I don't know if I, like, something happened there, but I, I had heard that. I don't know. I never dove into that one too much. Yeah, I heard that. I, I heard that. I just heard that he was related to someone with Valiant. Yeah, I, I heard that from Frank. So, um, so, but I don't know if something <laughs> happened later on. Things happen, you know. But um, yeah, so I think there was some connection within the Valiant family, um, and definitely some really cool art that, um, you know, was really great to have. Why we had it, and um, wish his family and friends, and um, all the fans that liked him, you know. Uh, condolences out to those so yeah our condolences definitely uh you know and if you want to look at some cool stuff this dude was like the master of like the interlocking covers i feel like oh absolutely. there are so many cool interlocking covers i want to say so i want to say like his 4001 covers was like a giant whole Dragon thing of like thing, rye yeah. fighting new japan yeah um he did some for matt kent's exo manowar run yep and I mean, those covers floor me. They're so rad of just yeah. like EXO fighting. Yeah. And the middle cover shows him like blasting off in the air or something like that. It's so rad. Um, he's got the Bloodshot Reborn one for when it was Bloodshot Island that introduced all the different versions of Bloodshot through the ages. All the Bloodshot Salvation pre-orders were the 1 through 12 yeah. were all Bodenheim. Yeah, I mean, it's just um, I probably own just about all of it. That's cool. Except for that, I was, I was telling Hoosier, I was like, the one I don't have is the one where it's bloodshot as like a city. Like he looks like he's part city. Yeah. I need to track that one, one down. That, that's the one Valiant posted as their announcement for it. So, but you know, it's, uh, it, it is sad, but great, great art. Oh my gosh. I, I enjoyed the covers. I, I love the details, mm -hmm. <sighs> but you know, so wish that, wish that one well. Um, I think you could. They're asking to support in his name with, um, you know, the what is it? The uh, the Comics Foundation, the uh, Hero Initiative. Hero Initiative. Yeah. And so in Ryan's name for that. So if you feel like supporting, that would be a great way to do so. And you should check out Hero Initiative anyway because they do some stuff with Valiant. That's who uh, published the the Bloodshot Fifty book last year. Mm -hmm. There's a. I think they sell exclusive to them a hardcover version of it um but it shows they they had a bunch of ebay sales last year raising money for creators and they were just different versions of bloodshot sketch covers mm -hmm. so they 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 do stuff with valiant check them out they're awesome they're all about giving back to creators yeah definitely help with some legal funds and whatnot for creators give them a little bit of a back um but we move from you know sad but great because we got to look at some beautiful art um to uh what Valiant kind of has a little bit ahead of themselves in 2022. And we got to get a little preview of the Valiant free comic book day, 2022. So, yeah. And I, I, I can't remember who is it. Uh, Dexter Soy who's doing the cover Dexter art? Soy's cover there. Yep. With Vera, uh, Veronica Gandini with the colors. Yeah. That's a great looking bloodshot cover. And it's very uh, uh, Shelby like, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, and you know, like, I feel like it's, it's, um, like this is, there's not going to be any cover controversy this year with it. That's a great cover last year. There was going to be the XO cover. And a lot of us were just like, Oh man, like that's an ugly, ugly XO. Big, big, big head. <laughs> His head was, yeah. He looked like he was the leader, uh, from the <laughs> Hulk, Hulk villain, the leader in the XO armor. Uh, oh. not a great cranium. cranium. Yeah. Oh. Yep. So but yeah, I, I, I dig it. Right. And it de definitely has some, you know, um, some, some good, you know, typical bloodshot there. But I think the cool thing that we get in here is knowing that the stories that are going to be in this um, are going to be original stories. So they're not reprints. They're not, you know, segments of something. It's actual like pieces. There's going to be bloodshot uh, story by Dinsey camp who they say Ringo award nominated and artist John Davis hunt. So John Davis hunt on some bloodshot. Yes. Um, please. Yeah, please. Yeah. Okay. If, you, if I was to say, I mean, we all liked what he did with shadow man. So it's gonna be awesome having him on bloodshot, even if it's for a little bit of a story. Um, and I mean, I don't know anything about the writer on this. So it's like, you know, I would take a whole bloodshot series though, illustrated by John Davis hunt. Right. I don't know who we're going to get when they do relaunch the book, but got my fingers crossed on it. 
yeah, I hope it ties into whatever it goes. And I feel like that would be the greatest thing if you're going with Year of Valiant. Um, and then second up is is a writer that I'm semi-excited for is Steve Fox. He did uh, Spider-Ham and a couple other random things and is doing Archer and Armstrong with uh, Marcio Ferritio. Um, so, yeah. So I, and I can say I'm not familiar with the writer, but I am a little bit familiar with the artist because I had followed, I, I looked him up on Twitter. I shared some of these images to our Twitter page at, at the Get Valiant, but his Archer and Armstrong renditions are pretty good. They're pretty strong. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, they're just kind of like a pinup style from what I saw, but, you know, he, he's got them down. Yeah, so I think I'm pretty excited for how those books are going to look. But you're getting look. you're getting to it an original Archer and Armstrong story. So we're finally yeah. getting Archer and Armstrong back in print on a Valiant book, even if it is just a couple pages in, in, in Free Comic Book Day. Um, I hope that is to lead to more. You know, I hope that that has that says about what is to come. Yeah. So I mean, I'm pretty happy about it. You know, I mean, like. I like the fact that we're getting some creators that like, I'm not really familiar with, you know, and, mm -hmm. but we're also getting like, we know that Bloodshot is going to come back every year. Exo Minor War will come back from pretty much every year too, but it is the chance to get some of those characters that have been on the shelf for so long, some more, some more eyes in front of them. You know, we haven't seen Archer and Armstrong for quite a while. I mean, they made an appearance during like incursion. I think yeah. it was like the last time we saw them. So it's good to have them back. It's good to have a little bit of a story there. I think they pop up in that teaser image for the, you know, the 2022 event, or yeah. not event, but like the big- The big splash page, so yeah. Like, the one that was on the holiday thing that they sent out, yep. Yeah, so it's like, if that, if that image is gonna be any indication that the characters are gonna be published, that's great, because it did show a lot of the people that we haven't seen for quite a while, so. Yep. More Archer and Armstrong is always gonna be a good thing. Yep. Well, and then there's another story that's coming out, and it's, uh, I enjoyed the story, and then they're adding a new artist on this, and that's going to be Mike Norton with Jeff Parker on Ninjak. So mm -hmm. a new Ninjak coming with Mike Norton doing art, and I've enjoyed what Mike Norton's done on art, and I think that's a going to be a good kind of combo of having those together. That was teased on the last issue the of the last arc of Ninjak with Jeff Parker, that Mike Norton's going to be kind of taking over with uh, the next arc to come with that. And so I'm all for that. And then, uh, then we're getting a little bit of some other stuff with uh, Shadow Man and Exo Man of War 2 coming out within that. And that is going to be May 7th, 2022, Free Comic Book Day. Yep. And I think, if, I, if I'm not, I might be mistaken, but the last time we saw Mike Norton work, in, work for Valiant, it was him uh, finishing up uh, Archer, the Adventures of Archer and Armstrong with, with Rafer. So yep. that was good stuff, like his art. So I'm excited to see what he does with Ninjak. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I feel like you could do anything to change the artistic direction of Ninjak, and I think you'll you'll lose a lot of criticism of it. Yeah, and that's nothing. Harvey Polito, I just don't think it was a fit. Right? Yeah, I think we've talked about that. You can watch other episodes of what we said about that. But I, I'm excited for Mike Norton. Excited for Jeff Parker on that, and that looks like a fun free comic book day. And I think those are the kind of things that if you get the Valiant fans excited for a free comic book day, that will hopefully carry over to new fans to get excited. Because if the if the existing fan isn't excited for the Valiant free comic book day, you know, it's kind of weird. But it's hopefully it's something that can share off and have some a uh, little bit of love within uh, within that. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Should be and fun. Then, <laughs> I believe I, I think it was on XO that they advertised something new that, um, Oh no, no, it wasn't. It was on a, on a release that they talked about discord and, uh, something that was released on the valiant discord channel. And that is, uh, you know, looks like, uh, the side Lords are back and we're getting, um, <laughs> just kidding. We're not getting side Lords back, but it does have that spacey future art that we got with Renato Guedes, but it's not, it is, Armor clads, not the armorines, kids. Yeah, so this one is interesting because um, I've always said that you know the Valiant universe needed more armorines. Me and me and Eric both were like, mm -hmm. "Give us more armorines, man. We need those characters fleshed out a little bit more." They were a bigger deal in the older universe, you know, back from the '90s, and uh, they had a video game at one point. It's not great, but they had a game. 
and uh, and they had comics. And I don't know how much this is even going to tie into it. The names are so similar. There's got to be something to it. But these, this looks like it's something in a whole different direction, because the the Armorines. We the last time we saw them was at the end of Venditti's Exo Run, and they're kind of unremarkable. They're kind of bunch of plain Janes, I thought, you know, and uh, so far with this cover image, and I think there's an interior black and white design shot that we saw from inside the issue. Um, they look cool. I don't know much about the story, but they look cool. And it's a uh, Manuel Garcia on art from way back in like 2012 bloodshots. Like we haven't seen that dude for a while. So like very cool. It'll look very good. I love his art. And uh, Brian Busoletto, and I'm not sure who the other person is that's writing it. O'Connor. I don't know. That's who created it, I guess. That's who kind of mm. came up with the concept. So, But it's, um, it's, it's Valiant exploring a different part of the universe. Yep. And uh, J.J. O'Connor. J.J. O'Connor. Yeah, I'm not familiar with him at all. But I'm, I'm all for this, you know. I mean, I don't – I mean, like, we'll see how it, how it reads and how good it is when it's uh, in front of me. But I'm all, I mean, and I know that we're all like, come on, we want to see these other characters. It's kind of hard to like want all these other characters that we love and enjoy from Valiant. And then it's like, here's something else that you guys don't know. And it's, it's totally throwing like a curve at you. But, yeah. Especially after what happened with Psylords, right? Yeah. You know, and it's like, but I mean, at the same time, like, I think the problem with Psylords really came down to like the plotting. It's just such so, a slow book. Hopefully this one's a little bit more energetic, energetic and a little bit more faster paced because I just feel like if you give us that slow burn, like six to eight issues to figure out who the hell these people are, no one's going to care, man. Yeah. Like just, you don't, not everything needs to be so drawn out, but I don't want to harp on that part yet, you know, because I mean, we don't even know, but it does, like I said, it looks like a cool book. It's a, it's a new part of the universe we're going to be exploring kind of like Psylords, kind of like, you know, a few books here and there, but I'm all for it. And we didn't see these guys in that poster image. No. So my question on that is then how many, how many more things like that are we going to see this year that we don't have any idea about, you know, like little hidden Maybe things. Are we going to get the three books and this is going to be part of it? <laughs> hey, they got to do something if they're going to put out all those books anyway. They got to at some point give us more, you know, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But, you know, everybody's got a paper shortage and, there's so many factors right now with the, the comics and for everyone. So, but this looks cool, you know, and yeah, they, they released this image on the Valiant discord yeah. and uh, that's a whole nother beast, you know? Um, I couldn't post in there for like a long time for some weird reason, like signed up for it and I couldn't use it. Um, they've got it. But like, if you, it's not quite what you'd think, you know, as far as like that kind of thing goes, I belong to a bunch of discords and uh, you know, like the, one of the first channels on there, they're just talking about like NFTs. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. There was too much NFT talk and too much NFT, not enough valiant talk, you know, yeah. but, uh, and I, and I think some of the people are just sitting, they're just hanging out and they're like all day long, like waiting for an NFT to drop, you know, like for some it, for the digital it's weird Cause there, there's that, but I, I feel like, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm almost at Valiant's what would what used to be Valiant's target audience, a forty uh, year old white guy. Um, <laughs> but like, I mean, but that's kind of what Valiant's bread and butter is. And I guess I'm old because when part of it comes with that Discord, it's just like it's over my head type of thing. And um, but I do like the heart of it, right? The heart of it is connecting with fans, right? Yeah. That's what I like. It, it's not for me. It's not necessarily something I'm going to participate in, but it's the heart of it of trying to connect with fans, which I appreciate. Well, and you know, one thing I want to say about like, I mean, like me, me making fun of it for being all about NFTs and stuff. There's a lot of fans in that discord. I don't know. And that's kind of a cool thing. And that's like, it's actually kind of an exciting thing because I do feel like sometimes when it comes to chatting with like the fans, I know all the people that join our chat and I know a lot of people that respond to us or that I interact with on Twitter even. And there's a lot of people I've never, I've never encountered. And that's exciting, you know, because it does tell me at least that there are some new fans, you know, and there are other pages on, or there are other little like mini channels within their discord. Yeah. So, I mean, there is like a Valiant comics chat. There's stuff that links to Twitter stuff that links to other places. So 
we I feel like I feel like us at Valiant, we've always had a line to talk to, to Valiant when we've needed to because we, yeah. we do something, we do a service. But I feel like if you're a regular fan, that kind of dried up a little bit. So I think it's good to have that now where it's like, hey, you know what? Here's a way to talk to Valiant. You know, there's people there, you know, and like like Hoosier was saying, we've been missing that for a couple of years, you know. It's like, where's this been? But, I mean, yeah. we've been lucky. We've always had a way to chat. But Yeah. You know, I, I, I appreciate that. I th- I'm glad that that, that kind of came out, you know. And, you know, from doing, you know, Hoodoo TV on YouTube that I've talked to a lot of, like, people that do all do that. And they also do TikTok and they do uh, Instagram and they do Facebook and a lot of them talk about how like people don't kind of cross pollinate, right? Like, you know, you'll have a, somebody who just watches you on Facebook, somebody who just watches you on YouTube. And I bet you that's kind of the case. Somebody who's just going to do Twitter, but doesn't want the toxicity of Twitter talk, Twitter universe. Maybe they can just go there and just do Valiant on discord and that's it. Um, as long as it stays healthy and there's some that are going to stick to the website, valiantcomicfans.com, right. And just do the old school forums. Um, cause that's, and there's not many that cross over to the Facebook valiant comic fans that do just the forums. So, I mean, it makes sense to be in all the places. Um, but I don't think trying to make stuff exclusive is always the greatest idea to where you only get information through this source. Um, you know, oh, we're only dropping this here. You know what I mean? Drop it everywhere. Get us the information, you know, to the platforms. Um, you know, I know that there's other, you know, things around that kind of feel like they they play games within how they're they're putting their stuff out. And, you know, it's, you know, the world's difficult enough that we don't need to play games uh, to get the things we enjoy and we want to give money to. You oh, know, I think, yeah. God, I, <laughs> uh, I like where that, how that all sounds. You know, yeah. I like less of the games. I just want to pay my money to get the thing. I can't I want do the that. Content. I'm here for the comics. You know what I mean? I'm here for here for good stories. I'm here for good art. You know, I'm here to, you know, get characters that, you know, can get invested in. And, you know, that's and if I get some good, yeah. you know, comics that turn out to be valuable down the way or something like that, that's just a byproduct. That's not necessarily mm-hmm. the the goal. So yeah, I think Discord's a good thing. I, I like I like it. I use it with other things. I use it for Fallout 76. I use it for a chat on Collected Editions. It's got like hundreds of people in it. Um, so I, I'm I'm very familiar with it. I feel like as an old person, like an older gamer, I shouldn't have any business to do with it, really. Like it just seems like it's just it is populated by like younger people. But like at the same time, like if you look at this fan base, and I mean I'm taking a shot here at people, but like, man, this fan base is old. <laughs> okay, like we have some old people in this fan base. I'm, I mean, I'm 44, and you're in your 30s. I'm and, getting there, but I'm. And I'm I don't sure. know a lot of young young 20 year olds that are like picking up all these books and loving them, you know. But like, you know, there there hasn't been that much exposure outside of comics to these yeah. characters, you know. So it's like if this is another avenue for younger comic fans to pick up these characters and, and check them out, that's awesome. You know, I just like I said, I just I feel like sometimes I shouldn't be in there, you know, because a lot of it's just over my head. But I'm trying to learn with it. I'm trying to understand it. I'm open. I'm, I'm approaching it with optimism. Yep. So we'll see how yeah. we go. You know, like when I, when I went I in there today, be like, since you said this, you said something. Now I have to go grab it. Give me a second. I'll, give you, I'll talk while you do it. I was going to say when I went in there today, I was like, hey, guys, get back yeah. tonight, you know, and people were just like, what is that? Like, is that something to do with like NFTs? It's like, no, nothing like that, you know? So you talked um, about, you talked about young people not really being into Valiant, but I have to show this little piece of art I got from the seven-year-old, right? You take it what it is. You can guess who it is. It's, it's like, oh, it's your, one of your favorite characters. It's Bloodshot. So seven-year-old painting of Bloodshot. So um, he, he is that on a canvas? It's on a canvas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great, man. Yeah. Like, he wants like a new that. video game, so $79.99 will uh, get you this. <laughs> so yeah, my cat my kid just paints cats. Like <laughs> Here's some cats. But, but we you know, I, I uh my, we got a lot of those canvases that my daughter's painted and I'm just like, oh I gotta put those up. But I'm I haven't got any like valiant characters yet, man. Jeez. Oh yeah, I get some cool things like that. Some cool Valiant, like and, and then the seven year old also made his own little comic book of a Bloodshot. And, oh, that's uh, great. Yeah, it should have been Rising Spirit, but it wasn't. But 
Uh, I kid, I kid. But yeah, dude. Uh, so that, that there's some cool stuff in the horizon, man. Some really cool books. Uh, a good free comic book day. New creators, new art, new character or old characters coming back. New characters coming, and um, you know, being this armor clads that that's not our Marines is is fine with me. It's, they look like they're more mech, uh, you know. And and then when you read a little bit of this solicit, it talks about being in the future of the Valiant Universe, right? So is this four thousand two? Are, are we looking Rye days? And this is going to kind of connect and connect back to uh, Fallen Fallen World, and I don't. That would be cool. I would love that interconnecting piece. If that was something that was to be the case, I would be um, tickled. So. I did. I would be tickled. So and there was one thing I actually discovered recently that I'm not going to mention till more towards the very end because it is kind of super spoilery. Um, I'm kind of sad I saw it, but I saw it. So I'm going to share it, but I'm not going to get too detailed in it, but I'm going to share it later. So if you wait till the end, you might be able to get that. So, Oh, I'm very interested to see what this is. Cool. I mean, it's just, just a nugget of information. Mm. So, All right. Well, I think, you know, what, what, what do we do? What do we do now? Well, there were some books that came. <laughs> what? Oh, Eric's not here, so we got to kind of do it, right? So. Oh, man. <laughs> Bring back Eric. I'm launching that campaign right now. <laughs> that's it. If that's going to happen. But as you were saying, sir. Uh, spoiler alert. We did have some books. <laughs> that is right. There were some books that we discussed or we're discussing. So we're going to give you this little buzz. Read the books because it's not our fault now. Yep, you've had you've had your chance to read them. So if you didn't read them by now, I don't know what to tell you. I guess I didn't even ask you. Do you want to get with? I guess we're, we already it's already up on the screen. We're doing it. So <laughs> the Harbinger number three came out with Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing doing words. Robbie Rodriguez on art, Rico Renzi on colors, Hassan Ostami Alu doing letters, covers by Robbie Rodriguez. I love this one that we're seeing in the background of Adam Polina and then Damian Scott did the pre-order one and then Audrey Meeker on assistant. And this one's Lisa Hawken and still has Heather attached to it. Cause I believe it's just the first arc of our, of Harbinger. And uh, so Heather Antos as well, Lisa Hawkins as editors. Yeah. I want to chime in on that cover. It's awesome. I love this cover. Uh, Adam Polina's line work on it is just really, really superb on this one. I yeah, I, I dig it because it really tells such a cool story. And I think that's what we had talked about is how, yes, it's kind of just a, a uh, you know, a bust of the character, but it's telling the story, if you know the story a little bit, of, you know, the demon inside of of Pete, right? And it's, yeah. it's, it's really kind of this cool image. Like, it, it's yeah. damn cool. I, I, I love this piece. Uh, well, and it, it just feels really relevant. I mean, actually, you know, both the covers that you show are very relevant to this issue. But I and but I do think like that that Polina cover just really I feel like kind of nails down what this issue is. You know, the mm -hmm. the two voices inside of Peter. You yeah. know, yeah, I I, I that's kind of my thing too. I, I dig that so. Kind of why I used it as kind of like the channel art for the day, and yeah. so. Uh, Oh, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, and with this issue, we do kind of see like the the full suit of uh, Peter's like superhero outfit. You know, he's covering his face. He goes into Y and everything. And then for the most part, this issue is just a big fight between him and the the warning. Yeah. You know, except that he's ready this time and he and he and he kind of understands like what he needs to do, how he handles it, how they're going to handle it. Um. It, it was pretty cool, you know? Like, I mean, it, it, sometimes, like, when you describe these issues and you're just like, oh, there's just a big fight and that's it, you know? Like, you could really just kind of nail down what the issue is with that, but I felt like this one did really go into a lot of, like, a little, a tiny bit of science into, like, what he's doing and, you know, it, it brought back a little bit of what this universe is, you know? Like, the people that kind of coincide with P Peter in it. And yep. that image right there, if I only, if I had one thing I was going to knock, that issue or that image where it shows him flying off, he almost looks like a little kid. That's my only thing. Like his face and the angle, like the 
like I'm just like, oh, he almost looks like a little kid. Like it looks like a boy wonder picture, right? Like Damon. Yeah, like if Robin got like some attitude and like was gonna go bust my ass. (laughs) But you know, I I I definitely agree with you. It does give some good kind of backstory to it too. It does show some reserve in Pete because beat. Pete, you know, like is being acknowledged that, hey, you have this power. Why don't you just listen into people and you'll find out where these people are and you can find, um, is it uh, Ego? Ego. Ego. Yeah. Ego. Little Ego. And <laughs> Lego Ego. <laughs> you'll, so you'll find out where Ego is. Um, but Pete's like, no more reserve. I'll listen. And I'll, you know what I mean? I'm not going to in, in, embrace uh take that over on people anymore. I'm going to have a little bit more reserve to my powers. And so it's showing some uh, maturity of Pete finally growing up and, you know, to a lot of it, you know, with Pete and his powers, that was part of his addiction because there's been a lot of Harbinger and Pete with addiction, right? That was kind of where the core of it happened in 2012 and power or the, you know what I mean? The ability to not be able to withhold or reserve that power was also something that was an issue for Pete. And um, I see that this is kind of going with to that same theme to it. Um, and then just the, I'm going to put a mask on my face because you guys know Pete and I don't want to be that Pete anymore. And so let me kind of, my, you know, secret identity is, you know, who I, who this person is. And, but it turns out kind of like the people in this Syot city really know that it's Pete, but they appreciate what he's doing and standing for. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, and you know, I like what you're saying about like you know, mid Pete maturing because I feel like we should have had that with Harbinger Renegades and we didn't get that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but like here, like I just feel like this is like a, a logical next step in the character. You know, and he's he's taken on these these people and just kind of a tone. Like I feel like he kind of tones like for like a lot of his wrongdoings. Like not not this. I mean that's just what his story really is as atonement, you know, like, I mean, like mm-hmm. you, you don't want to see it go back to being like the dude with problems. And I hope that's what we, I hope this going forward, this Pete that we see is the Pete that we're going to get, whether it's in the costume or not, that part doesn't really necessarily matter, but I like this Pete that's like responsible and, you know, he's owning his shit. So right. Say, you know? Right. I, I, I hope like and it's such an easy model that somebody can do to a degree is you're, you're dealing with somebody in recovery, right? Somebody that's, you know, gone through certain st- certain situations in their life and they're they're recovering. They're they're, you know, making atonements to their 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 wrongdoings. Yes, there may be guilt and shame there, but there is kind of like this, you know, I, I'm turning over a new person. I'm working on myself. And there's continued pieces to that. So I hope that they kind of keep on to that thread that's kind of built in with Pete. Yeah, I mean, and and he dispatches the members of the warning that he goes up against. They're not all in this issue. There's a couple of them that are in other places that um, we don't know their whereabouts. But uh, I, I thought that was cool. I like the last one where the person is just like, I was just, I was just trying to make you forget for a little bit, you know. And, you know, he doesn't like, Pete doesn't like people mess with his mind. So he shuts it down. Not after his PTSD with Toyo Hirata, right? Yeah. You know, so it's like, um, and then like, you know, like there's that, that struggle within the issue the whole time, you know, and there is that other version of Pete that's out there. And uh, I thought that it was kind of appropriate that that, that character's name is the renegade, you know, after all those, all the publishing stuff that we've gone through, I actually kind of like that. That that was what the character's name was, you know, Pete's other side is the renegade. Um. But I thought it was a good issue, you know, like it's uh, it. one thing about it is like, I mean, this is only issue three. So like, I mean, like we met the warning in the first issue and then we had more of them in the second issue. And now like he's kind of like kicked their ass in this issue. <laughs> um, kind of, I'm, I'm just hoping that the pattern is not just like a whole lot of them in every issue, I guess, you know, like let's see where the rest of the storyline goes, I guess. But uh, I'm, I'm hoping that like, there's two more of them left, but like, I mean, I'm curious to see like, obviously like how Pete deals with like his other half. But. Yeah. And, and I feel like this is a good setup story, right? It may be quick kind of giving it to you. Right. But when you look at kind of a lot of story plotting, right. In the beginning, it kind of, here's an example. Here's a, here's a, here's a taste of what's coming with Pete, right. Kicking ass, kind of coming a new, uh, a, a big, uh, you know, a new and, 
then here's this new bad that's kind of a bigger bad um we'll see who the renegade is you know more detailed i think um and there's going to be more of that with future uh issues that make it exciting um yeah i I do think he goes in and kicks ass but you know what he should kick ass he's pete he's you know he is the harbinger he is the you know the great destroyer and like he's the most power you know to to all the you know one of the most powerful valiant characters in the universe i mean next to what divinity but you know should be more powerful than toyo harada and he's pretty cool and i hope we get some more tie-ins and again something i'm excited for that i'll talk about at the end of the show towards the end um of something that has come up that i feel is like i'm excited to, to to see in the future yeah you know like and and that power that he has i mean like he he should be the kind of character that like kicks ass takes names um you know, and like one thing I always thought was kind of bunk with Renegades is that like, you know, like you see this Pete that's like meditating in space and he comes back to Earth and like just like no name Psyops are kicking his ass, you know, and like so here I'm like, you know, I'm liking this. I'm liking where Pete's go Pete's going. We're establishing his powers here. We're showing how strong he is in the face of like multiple other Psyops. So with you know, that's what I want to see, man. Let's see this dude really like tear it up. Let's right. see like let, let people, I mean, like, let's see the reason why Pete is a feared guy, essentially. You know, like, they, there's so much talk within the issues, every issue, about how he's, like, the most dangerous psyop on the planet. He's the number one terrorist and things like that. Let's see that ability. Like, let's see them, like, turn this shit up to 10 and see what he can really do, you know. But um, great issue. You know, I'll probably only go, like, probably about a 3.75 on this one. But, like, it's still a good issue. I mean, like, that score might seem a little low to you guys, but... I, it's still just we're we're still dealing with like a really good book, um, you know. And I'm and I'm really curious to see how they do this like renegade thing, you know, because I feel like sometimes like having like a an evil version of a character, like you can go like in some cool places with it. And I feel like sometimes it gets a little played out too, and that and they're not that exciting, they're not that fun. So hopefully this is more like uh, good ash and bad ash from like Army of Darkness, and not like I don't know something else <laughs> <laughs> well that's good to hear that you kind of went with that route um but i'm i, I think i'm actually going to be a little bit higher because i, I oh, you know I, pete's one of my you know characters that i enjoy he's one of the you know i know i i like a flawed character right you know oh, you yeah. don't want the completely character that's got it all together sometimes because that's not entertaining yes pete's screwed up yet yeah, pete has some things but a redemption, a redemption story is also good too. And, um, I, you know, I think I've, I've always been waiting for that with Pete's redemption story. And, uh, so I'm going to be giving it a four. Um, I, I think it's solid number three. You get to see how tough Pete is. Um, the art, Robbie Rodriguez's art continues to be like very entertaining, right? That punk rock Akira. And, um, it's, it's, it's got a cool story. I like the, the bringing of its own little area, the Syot city, um, I think I was joking with, I might've said it on the show that it reminds me living in Seattle of the Capitol Hill, um, Seattle, yeah. the chop, right. Kind of reminds me of that autonomous zone that was in, uh, Seattle, Washington, uh, in 2020. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it's kind of going within that, but it's kind of these psyots, right. They're off to the side. They're kind of, uh, pushed aside. They're, they're being, uh, picked on by the police and whatnot. And so there, there is some parallels of real life happening there, I guess, but Pete is the story. Pete is the guy with redemption and he's out there trying to do good and, uh, you know, change his image. So I enjoyed it. So all the way. Yeah. This image that we've had up, I, I really like this image of him just kind of like floating or flying. Um, and you, and I think it's a good way of seeing like some of the detail in Robbie Rodriguez's art. Um, the colors are just excellent on this issue. You know, this is it, in a way I do feel like this book is like your like your like standard Valiant book. You know, like we used to always love the art and the colors, and I feel like this book it does hit it like in a different way. You know, like it's a it's a drastic change in style, but I love the style. I, I think this is a very I don't know I've said the word a lot, but it's stylish. You know, like, and I kind of like that. You know, it's not just like your standard superhero affair, right? Yeah. And I feel like right now that, um, 
you know, the creators on this are really getting the characters. I feel like there is some understanding from, from Colin and Jackson and, uh, that that's exciting for it. And, um, you know, yeah. Interested to see what comes further on it. So score one. Well, (laughs) that wasn't the only book we're here to talk about. While, 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 while Harbinger's just getting going, something's uh, turning around. So Exo Manowar number nine, the last book of this series, writer Dennis Hopeless. Emilio Lasso on the pencils. Inker is Raphael Forte. Colorist Ruth Redman. Letter Hassan Ostami Alu. And cover artist Raza. And variant covers Tyler Kirkman and Arfi... Prantano, Prianto, Arf? sorry for, Arf? sorry for, Arf, and Michael Cho, Arf, was that, so, I riff, a riff, sorry, <laughs> I apologize for my enunciation, pronunciations, and Audrey Meeker and Rob Levin doing the editing on this, uh, this book. Yeah, so, you know, this one, uh, you know, a, kind of a divisive run of uh, Exo Man where it comes to a close, and the uh, um, mm-hmm. arrogant billionaire dickhead, uh, Troy Whitaker, you know, he's unleashed his nanite storm all across New York. And he's, if I'm understanding what he's trying to do, it's that he's trying to like kind of usher in like an evolution of sorts for like mankind at the expense of Exo Manowar, who he's got some weird grudge against, you know, and, uh, you know, Exo Manowar feels like he's such a forgotten little guy. You know, he feels like, you know, like there's no, like Sean Hara might not be there, you know, but then he realizes that she's just as stubborn as he is. And and then they go to fight. And he honestly, like, Exo doesn't really, like, do very well in the face of whatever Troy's weird uh, nanite thing is, you know. But Sean Hara is really, like, the savior of the day of this book, you know, because she, uh, she kind of reasons within the – the living nanite storm entity of whatever it is. And uh, it flies off into space and then Exo punches the dude in the face. And then his old costume comes back and Hey man, bring on that next series, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, absolutely. Um, and I mean, like I'm, I'm trying to be a little funny with it. I mean, it, it, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I was not as bothered by this issue as I've been with like a lot of this run because it did wrap things up and we, but um, Troy is just such a like lame villain. I mean, come on. Yeah. If you could have given me this dude in his suit and like for the rest of the issue, him and Exo tear the place down and just rip shit up. And you just see like Exo dig deep with the armor and 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 pull it pull it out and just kick its ass and all this. I would have probably been like, all right, you know. But at the end of the day, it was just a stiff punch from a a dude in a cod piece and boots that uh, really really won things. I mean, a lot of it comes back down to this person having more knowledge with tech than Livewire, right? And you know, are they a psyod or something that we don't know about, or are they just like would you know, Rx has some mad genius. So that is still kind of one of the things that was always concerning. Didn't match up the character, didn't match up the story, kind of sells another valiant hero as being a lot weaker than what they really are. So that kind of stinks. Um, has Sean Hara been very weak, right? The most advanced tech in this world, right? And yet we have some guy who can't even make anything similar to it, have to take it over in order to get something. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just find... I just find some, you know, and then plot holes with the kid, right? I feel like the kid is just used for plot, just to use plot further. He was just a piece for certain things to kind of have Sean Hara, you know, get together with, with the, yeah. And then what's the old lady trying to bash the nanite over the head with a, a crowbar, uh, the old lady mechanic that's right there. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it, it was, it was rough. It was rough. Um, but I do appreciate that it kind of went back to status quo at the end. Um, I do think it, I think that excited me a lot. Like, okay, cool. We got rid of that, that ugly red and the little crotch zone cup um, piece. That's, you know, jockstrap thing that's being worn. And we get kind of 
Arik to a place where Arik can kind of come back to where Arik should be. Um, so that was to a degree exciting. And uh, the, I mean, art, we, we both love, I love Lasso, Emilio Lasso's art. I think it's amazing. I do think that that was great. I do love the background of that Kirkman uh, pre-order cover is good too. Um, and then I do like how Arik kind of stands up for himself at the very end here. Um, but it was, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, we, none of us, we haven't loved this run, you know, I mean, we've been pretty hard on it and that's not going to change with the ending, mm-hmm. you know? Um, oh man, that Michael Cho nine covers good too. Yeah. But you know, the thing is like, for me, it, this just felt like too much of a departure from the character, you know, like Auric is such a badass when he's not in the armor. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't need the armor to be a hard, a tough dude. Like he's the kind of guy who wouldn't, I just feel like would be self doubting himself and doubting others. Like he wouldn't care. Like he would just, he would just fight, you know? So, you know, like, the, like Jacob, you don't even know how true those words are. I'm glad this one's done too. You know? Yeah. Like a, like a bad else world. Right. But <laughs> so like, I'm real glad this is over. I mean, and I'm not trying to sound like Valiant can't do different things. I just don't think this was the different thing to do. You know, not... I mean, like, it makes sense that Livewire would take on, like, a visual of... Or not... No, Sean Haro would look like Livewire is what I'm trying to say. Like, my my words got mixed up on that. Right, right. It makes sense, you know, just because I feel like they did have a bond that we don't really get to understand too much about. Right. You know, it's never been really tackled, but you know, she did wear the armor at some point. She could communicate with it early on in her own way, probably. So it's like, there's something about it there where like that part makes sense. But I just feel like having like a, just like a passive Auric of Dacia, you know, it just doesn't work. And having all these like, and having them not be very smart. I, I just, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, it's, being it's so like easily fooled. We, we haven't had enough, like, we don't get enough of Exo Man Wars it is, but when you, you take out so many of the pieces that kind of really define who he is, like the bravery and the bravado, and like the fact that like he's not going to like doubt himself in the face of adversity, it just doesn't work for me with this run. And this issue just, all we did was get over it. So like, I can't wait for what we get next. Yeah. I, 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 uh, yeah, I, I I don't know what the plan is, right? And you know, I uh, I'm looking forward to whatever is in store. Um, I do think it's one of those things. I think like what was said by you know Rob Robert Myers, you know, is whatever it does, it has to be it has to be right this time. Just the same way Robert said with uh, with Harbinger, right? He said we got to get yeah. make sure it's right. And so I hope Valiant takes that same pride with this. It is the it is the main valiant character right he um he's just that right he's he's this temple um he's the one that most people that don't know valiant they they know they've heard of exo manowar and yeah. i think that's yeah yeah i mean I, I feel like at the end of the day when i could i could sit here and be like man this character or that character is my favorite but i can tell you like at the end of the day exo manowar is the guy that leads this universe so the book has to be strong, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then at the very end of this book, there's just a teaser for whenever Exo Man does pick back up, but the war is coming, which is kind of a familiar slogan for the character. But I kind of feel like that's what we kind of need with the character is some war, some big strife, some conflict, something that kind of puts him back in like the, the natural driver's seat of the character. So uh, I'll be looking forward to it when it happens, hopefully sometime this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. Oops. So we just had to respond to something. I felt like, um, <laughs> yeah, but he is. I mean, he he is. He's you know, like I was responding to a comment where it's like, you know, EXO come back like in a couple of years. It's like he can't be gone that long. You know, like you can't have EXO gone that long. You can't have Bloodshot gone that long. Right. Yeah, they, you know, they need to come And after that, them. then it's like you can have some people gone for a couple of years. Yeah, and but I mean, like Fox be hungry. He's, I mean, like 
he's passionate about this stuff. In fact, if you guys, you guys should go look him up on Twitter. He's got an amazing set of bound valiant books. I mean, they are top notch, man. He's yeah. put a lot of passion into those books. Um, man, that, that comment right there about the sales, that's a hard one, you know, because if they don't have the sales, you know, you can't hope that issue 10 is going to pick back up and, and be, be big, you know, but like, you know, like as much as it sucks and I've complained about this a lot, a lot on episodes, um, they're better off doing another number one, you know, because that's the same, when they do it, you know, there's going to be probably 20 shops that are like, Hey, we want to do an exclusive XO Manor cover. And those shops are going to sell those covers to allow their own individual fan bases. Plus this fan base has such a like fear of missing out on covers. Like, I mean, shit, I've got so many of every number one that comes out, every variant, you know? Yeah. So that's, I mean, it stinks. I wish they would do something though. Like where like, we get some kind of legacy numbering. So like when the next XO Manor comes up, you know, have it be like on the top one, but on the bottom, it's like whatever we're on, like 115 or something, you know, like show me that, that progression of it. You know, it's just a little like thing for the mind that makes some of us happy. doesn't do anything, but like, it's, it's nice to see. <laughs> yeah. It, well, and I think sometimes it's, 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 I think sometimes some people may want some a character that's got some lineage, that's got some history to it, right? That there's not this, okay, just trying to pull up another number, number one. It's trying to, you know, sell the history of a character because when you talk about sales, is also trying to sell the previous books too, right? Try to sell yeah. your trades, try to sell your your hardcovers, things like that. And 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 I hope that's something that, you know, may happen with future things to come with with within a valiant. And um, I hope that's something that we see, right? So, yeah, I'm hoping that this year we see Valiant back at conventions because I mean they always have the best deals, anyways. I mean, like, look, we're we're a little bit of homers because we love Valiant. We do podcasts called Get Valiant, but at the same time, if you go to a convention that Valiant's at, you know, they do a lot of their sales on like trade paperbacks, or just like they blow through them, you know, like you know, three for twenty five or whatever, and all that, and. Uh, it's, it's been a couple of years since I've ran into them at a convention, so I've got some some books I need to pick up. Yep. Um, and I and I, one thing I I mean this isn't a big deal, but I I, I think I've been seeing um, is the life and death of Tito Harada trade like out of print now? I don't um, know, but it definitely needs to be a hardcover. Yeah, but I mean, like I I've been noticing some sellers on eBay um putting it out of print and i haven't been able to, i haven't seen it like at in stock trades i haven't seen it tales wonder and i was just wondering like either did someone not pick up a box or is this book actually out of print and if it's out of print it's a shame because it's a it's an excellent story um really does kind of tidy up toyo's involvement in the universe mm-hmm. but uh yeah like keep that in print <laughs> like you gotta keep that in print for sure yeah I, 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 that one's for sure. That was such a great book, such a good piece. So, um, yeah. And, and, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, there's talk, there's talks in the chat about like, you know, pauses on books, you know, the one thing that I kind of said in the beginning that there's kind of a little bit of a spoiler and it's not so much of a spoiler if you pay attention to news or anything. Um, but I will give a quick little, little buzz for it. Um, was when you look at the solicits, right? And this is kind of one of the things with Harbinger that I, I kind of like. Um, and so you heard that. So if you don't want it, we appreciate you. Like, follow, do that things. But if you want that extra stuff, is is kind of this piece here. Getting to see Faith on the future solicited covers of Harbinger number six. So you're getting to see the, the, the connections of the stories come together. You're getting to see other Valiant characters tie in to, to the books. Um, that is the crap I love. That's the crap that Valiant fans love. That's kind of why we like it is because it's a, it's a, it's a universe that's small enough to where you can get all of it and still read it, but it's just small enough to where it's tight enough to where it's not, you know, 20 different books, 30 different books like Marvel or, or DC that, you know, they don't really connect at all, even though they're supposed to, and they're in the shared universe, but these ones, it is where it should be. And so that leaves me excited. I'm pumped up that we're, I mean, it's Faith, not one of my favorite characters, but 
it's a harbinger character. It is to continue with that. And maybe who knows what's going to happen, what's going to continue further from there. Um, I would like to see more. I would like to see some more connections to things. Um, you know, maybe see Livewire connect with, um, with Pete. You know, who is this harbinger person? Who's this harbinger person? It must be somebody from the Harbinger Foundation. And maybe, you know, Livewire could reach out and there can be that connection. I don't know, of trying to figure out who this new superhero is. Um, because, you know, kind of play off of that not knowing it's Pete. I think there's so many cool things that could happen off of this. Yeah. And, and you know, and for me, like, this makes sense. This is a move that totally makes sense with the book. Pete is <laughs> ruffling so many feathers in the Syat City, Syat Town that it makes sense that someone who's associated with him would would pop up, you know, whether it's Faith or even Torque. And I'm not a fan of Torque, but if he popped up and the story was good, I'd be okay with it. But there's another person with some yeah. really good story left yeah. in the tank there. Yeah. Yeah. And there, but there's a reason for her to be there is the, my yeah. whole point, you know, and that's what, yeah. and I feel like that's the thing that we kind of miss out on sometimes. Like, I, I, you know, like I used to like reading Spider-Man when I was a kid. And it's like, oh, you know what? Every once in a while, Daredevil's going to show up. I mean, they fight in the same city for Christ's sake. They should at some point show up, you know, but like, right. but here it's like, I just feel like we don't get to see that enough. And, and I know this is like the broken record thing that I say all the time. But it's just like, we have so many characters that we don't ever see. <laughs> I want to see them. You know, I, I, I want to get back to six, seven books a month at some point, but man, until then, like, Having like these little appearances like this, even if even if Faith is only in this issue, it's kind of huge, man. Like I like Faith. Like I want to see Faith pop up, you know, and I want to see what she thinks of of a focused Pete who's who's kind of taking control of his life. And and, and what a better piece to bind uh bind Pete back into the fold with everyone than Faith, right? Faith yeah. is one that would be more forgiving, more more empathetic, more you know, to try to to mind a gap right i mean that's faith right that's the character of faith in its core is to try to have people care for each other and i think that's kind of a piece that is really cool about having faith in this and when you're talking about a re re uh, redemption story faith is a perfect you know cohort to go with that so yeah she's just got so much heart as a character you know like she's got so much optimism and, and spirit that um, as far as like Harbinger goes, I mean, this is, it's always a dark book. So I feel like you do kind of need someone like her to kind of like brighten it up a little bit. And I mean, like, and, and, and this book is going in a positive direction, but it's like, it's, it's good to know that we're going to get her, you know, or even like, like I said, if we got, um, Torque or Chris, but I feel like Chris, Chris has to be a bigger thing. I feel like to, to bring her back, but. Yeah, this 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 will be great. I'm I'm way excited for this. I didn't know about this either. Oh, really? Okay. So yeah, I was quite surprised when I came across this cover, uh, grabbing the kind of slides today, and uh, I didn't read the solicits. I was kind of staying away from them. But here's one of the cool things that I picked up from the solicits. Right, March thirtieth, Harbinger number six. Hmm. March sixteenth, Shadow Man number seven, and then. March 23rd, Armor Clads, number one. Three books in one month. Boom. <laughs> Boom. It's, a, it's you know what, baby steps? They listen oh. to us. They listen. I mean, come on. Listen yeah. to Get Valiant. It's, hey, you know. I, I don't think, they're not ending on six, right? So, like, that next month, you know, they're going to have another three books at least, right? Yeah, it doesn't, the, according to the solicit, it doesn't sound like it's over. You know what I mean? Hey, so when when are we getting Shadow Man five? Do you know? Um, I oh Shadow Man five is soon. Yeah, it is like really I soon. am so excited for it. I just want to tell you right now, like it's. I feel like it's just kind of eating at me a little bit. Where I'm just like, I can't wait. The covers look good. Um, there's no John Davis Hunt on the interiors, but we get Pedro Andreo from Bloodshot Rising Spirit. Um, his art looks awesome in it. Like he looks like he has improved a lot, and I liked his art back then, you know. So like it, that book looks cool. Um, yeah, and, and they had that January nineteenth. Yeah, and they had that image. I want to say it was in the back of Exo Manowar, the little piece about that had a picture of him with Punk Mambo. Oh, that's such a great image. I hope that's a cover in the worst uh, way, man. Did you see again going back to the solicits? 
The Shining. It's Punk Mambo is like Jack Nicholas in The Shining. Yeah. Here's yeah. Johnny. I saw. I didn't see it. I didn't see the solicits, but someone had shared the image. Oh, that's so. And crazy. I was just like, oh man, like so awesome because I know like issue five has like a horror cover of uh, um, based on the thing, and then I don't know about issue six, but then yeah, issue seven with the Punk Mambo. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. Uh, Fox. Yes. Fast is the final witness dead. I kind of feel like it is. It was Heather Antis's baby. Heather's not there anymore. But w- with Ray Fox and um, Jeremy Hahn, I really wanted it to come out. So um, yeah, like those creatives. So yeah, I just feel like you're not seeing that book ever because I mean, Valiant's got to get back. They have to. They have to really kind of appease the fan base with the characters that were missing. Because people like me bitch and moan every week about how like we haven't seen Eternal Warrior for a while, we haven't seen, but we're getting Richard Armstrong. Right. Where's Divinity? Where's um, all these other people? You know, we just don't get to see. And uh, I just feel like, man, like if they're gonna they're gonna have people right now bringing in new new material. They're gonna have people like this creative team that is bringing back that's bringing up armor clad. You know, what I mean, they're getting stuff solicited to them all the time. Um. Yeah. It's, I think it's going to be hard, and that book's just going to keep getting pushed and pushed back and pushed back. We probably never see anything other than that Ashcan. I mean, don't I mean I don't have any like inside knowledge on that, but I just imagine like with the way that the publishing world goes, like that book's gone. Yeah, yeah. I, but you know what? That Ashcan's out there. It's, it's cool. Yeah, and it's it looked like it would have been a really neat story. Something that could come back. Something could be something down the road. I don't know. Like I said, I like those creatives, so I'd be okay to see that. Um, maybe they bring it back as like a Kickstarter. <laughs> maybe they bring it back as a Kickstarter. You're right. Look, like, there's an OGN. Valiant. Right. Wink, wink, hint, hint. Oh, that there you go. There you go. That wouldn't be too bad. No. Or at least some online only or something. But I uh, – I, I like where it's at, right? Um, I like that Exo's over and kind of set to the status quo to be Exo again. Um, I like what we gotten so far with Harbinger. I like that we're getting, we're running all the way straight through six and even uh, reading the uh, solicit. Um, the first part basically says the war of Chicago begins. So it's almost like it's a brand new arc right there at five, which is so cool that we're not getting a gap. We're not getting a break. Um, that to me is a score one. Uh, for the home team there so yeah yep yeah with the turnaround of kickstarter can be tough i definitely agree with that <laughs> i mean but maybe maybe um final witnesses is further along at least it has one full you know and you might get something quick i don't know with jeremy Hahn and ray fox but um uh, might, might already be there and ready but who knows what's to happen and um yeah so we'll see we're getting some uh some new characters with the armor clads, but I'm interested to see where they fit in the in the universe, and uh, in a distant solar system, advanced mechs known as the armor clads are used to fight wars and build worlds. On zero zero, gen- uh, genetically engineered workers live out their short lives mining a valuable mineral called the pure in construction class. So, is this uh, Dune? construction class mechs known as ironclads okay i don't know but you know like i'm I'm kind of all about like big mech things and and shit like that so uh i mean like at first when i saw the image i was like oh man do people in power armor like fall out like all right man (laughs) but it's not quite that um yeah this i'm all about it you know it'll be good i hope you know but the, the the interiors look nice so yeah it looks it looks good so far. So far, what we got is good, um, you know. And uh, you know, I don't know the creators all that well, and so that's something that can change. But you know, I'm glad it's it's at a point where you're getting a book so far of Harbinger and a book that we've been pretty excited for, Shadow Man. To, you know, at least you're getting those two solid ones. You know, when and you're producing it right, it's kind of having like ones that aren't kind of being produced so well, and then that comes out. That's when it kind of can be troublesome so as long as they continue on the trajectory that those two current books are coming out um i think it's okay to introduce something like armor clots yeah so go pre-order it get the stuff get all those books they look legit yeah all right 
and we will continue to see what happens in the future with Valiant and the, the books. I think uh, looking at it, next show probably is going to be on January 27th, I think. As long as everything comes together, we'll be doing Shadow Man number five and the Harbinger number four. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I am excited to talk some Shadow Man. Dude, excited to talk Shadow Man, and I, I'm kind of pumped up for four too to see where, see what continue happens with Harbinger. Um, you know, maybe we see Faith a little bit sooner than when she graces the cover. So maybe it's kind of. I hope so for spoiler reasons. You know, kind of. I'd like spoilers. to be, like to squeak a little bit. So, yeah, and we'll go from there. All right. Well, hey, thank you guys for all for joining us. Thanks to. Uh, Jay Kingman, Fox Be Hungry, Jacob Ayers, Scott Bloom, uh, Omar Rodriguez, everybody else skeptical, you know, who was in there. Um, we appreciate you guys chatting with us and hanging out. And uh, tune in next time. You know, we'll talk Shadow Man and Harbinger. Shadow Man Harbinger, we're rocking and rolling, and it's a new year in 2001. So happy everybody's in, on for the ride. Thank you yep. for joining. Stay Peace. by.